1: We're back with Astounding Universe. I'm Jim Metzner. And I'm Bob Berman. And the question for today is basically, how low can you go, Bob? That
0: was good. That was nice and deep and resonant.
1: You like that? Low notes. Like fog horns, there's a low note for you.
0: What comes up is why we hear these low sounds so much more easily than high notes. I mean, when a, when a car passes by, if there's a teenage driver with playing a loud, expensive stereo system, we hear the thump, thump, thump yeah. of the bass, but we don't hear the treble notes. We just don't hear them. And with thunder, of course, if it's a nearby thunderclap, there's a lot of crackles and high snaps. Yeah. But the farther away that lightning went off... The lower is the rumble. And so why do the low notes propagate, but the high notes don't? This is why they call them boom boxes and not bing boxes. That's what you're
1: hearing when that car goes by. Okay, so why don't we hear the high notes then, and why do
0: we hear the low notes? Because all sounds are really changes in air pressure, and the higher-pitched sounds that are very rapid changes, they die out because they are such rapid pulsations. They average themselves out and they dissipate uh, over short distances. So short that that car passing you by might only be 20 or 30 feet from you and you're still hearing the low notes booming and the high notes have already started to dissipate. Lightning, once it's a mile or two, there is no high notes left. The thunder is just low, a low growl. So, low-frequency waves
1: are long-distance travelers. This is why, when they discovered that elephants use very low frequencies, I think they call them infrasonic frequencies, as a way of communicating with each other, One of the advantages of this was that they travel over great distances, and they felt that this is a way that elephants could be communicated. You know the story of how it was discovered? Fabulous story. A woman named Katie Payne was observing elephants and actually felt it. She didn't hear it. She felt something. She said, what was that? And very cleverly made a recording, sped up the recording to put it in the range of human hearing. And And said, said, John
0: Lennon is dead.
1: (laughs) 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 That's it. And, And the walrus was Paul. No, Bob. The recordings indicated that something was going on.
0: That's so cool. Isn't it? But we exploit this. The fact that low notes spread and high notes don't, that's why it's not an accident that fog horns were designed to put out a very low note and train horns were designed to put out very low notes because these are things that we want to propagate over very large distances. So lots of
1: low frequencies out there in the world. One of the loudest, lowest low frequency sounds in the world, you want to guess? What's that? Whales, certain species of whales. The biggest whale, I'm thinking, oh gosh, don't throw a whale blubber at me if I get this wrong, but I think it's the blue whale. It's a giant whale, and it has this loud, low-frequency sound. I think they travel halfway around the world underneath
0: the water. My favorite low-frequency thing is watching the uh, launch of major rockets from um, Cape Kennedy, And the space shuttle, because it would just rattle your whole chest, you would feel it as much as hear it.
1: I'm so glad you said that. When I witnessed one of the launches of the space shuttle Challenger, one of the early launches, that was the thing that hit me, was its sound. It was so difficult to get a sense of the scale of it, because here was this very large object, which I was kind of far away from, I couldn't get a sense of the scale, but the size of the sound, as it were, so impressive was it just hit you in a way that oh my god that is one big vibration. So yeah, and, and we have that. We could listen to that even now. <laughs> So I'm guessing that you can take this to a whole other level because... Because
0: low is in the news. Take us down, Bob. (laughs) How is low in the news? Because of a discovery coming from far, far away. We're talking about 250 million light years away. There is a galaxy cluster, the Perseus galaxy cluster. And coming from there is a low, low note. No. Yeah, it's almost like an ohm pervading the universe. Well, I'm taking poetic license here. It's not really a ohm, but it's, it's 57 octaves below middle C on the piano, so it's a very, very low note. And I'll just say that many octaves below middle C is well,
1: and I mean a very deep well, below the range of human hearing. You're not going to hear this. You're not going to feel it, but it exists now. How do we know that?
0: Because it was detected with instruments as a B-flat, And it's still a little bit mysterious how it could have been produced. The idea is that it's a supermassive black hole that's sending jets of material out. And these jets are interacting with giant cavities in a nebula, producing this periodic, very low vibration that's been going on for two and a half billion years.
1: And although it's so low in frequency that we can't hear it, well, this vibration exists in our galaxy. We can imagine it in our mind's ear, even now. So, leaving you with that thought.
0: I'm Bob Berman.
1: And I am not. We'll see you next time on Astounding, Astounding Universe. Universe. We can say it lower than that, really. Lower as you can go, Bob. Come on, reach down. Astounding, Astounding
0: Universe. Universe.